Welcome to episode four of the Anxious Tradeswoman podcast, where I, your host, Louise Zapati, will be sharing all the things that I've learned through the years, through the tears as an anxious tradeswoman. So this is part three in our anxiety series. And this uh, episode is proudly supported by SheWear. So SheWear is a safety boots, women's safety boot manufacturer. Um, and they also have an online shop that has a wide range of women's workwear um, from all different brands, which is so handy because there's, you know, each brand has like one or two women's workwear. Um, and then to have all those one and two of one brand in one spot actually creates quite a wide, a wide range for everyone. So there is a link in the description for the podcast. Um and yeah, get shopping if you are in need for some workwear. So we will be talking about self-concept in this episode. So this is the third part of managing anxiety as a tradeswoman. So what I mean by self-concept is what you believe about yourself. Who are you? What are your values? What are your goals? What position are you in right now and what position do you want to be in? What do you believe about yourself that is just a fact that no one can argue with? So like the fact that I have curly hair, if you're watching the YouTube video, you would see it. It is a fact that no one can convince me otherwise. And I have that same belief about my ability to be a good coach and mentor for tradeswomen and tradies. It's just a fact. It is part of who I am and that is my self-concept. So the reason why we talk about mental health before our self-concept is so that we ensure that we're in the right headspace to be forming our self-concept. So the reason why having a self a strong self-concept is so important because if you truly, truly believe things about yourself, then no one can take that away from you. Your confidence would be dependent on your thoughts, not about what people say about you or what people believe about you. So let me give you a few examples of self-concepts. So you can have a self-concept of being a first-year apprentice. In my example, I will use first-year apprentice mechanic. So that is a fact that you're a first-year. What does being a first-year mean? So to me, it means that you're learning new things and you're actually employed and paid to learn new things. It means that you might be able to do the basics and it means that people pretty much expect you to ask questions. You can make these things a fact and it might seem a little bit contradictory because as a first year mechanic, you're believing you don't know too much, but it makes not knowing things normal. Rather than spending time pretending to know things and missing out on opportunities to actually learn and know the things, you're not pretending to be anything else. We all know someone who thinks they know everything and most of the time they don't know too much. They're usually just really annoying. So the reason why I use the apprentice example is because so often we are comparing ourselves to the knowledge of someone who has been qualified for 20 years. Then we don't accept our mistakes and that just causes us a lot of pain and anxiety that we don't need. So the purpose of having a strong self-concept is being able to embrace where you are and create a strong base for your next step. One of the benefits of having a strong self-concept is that other people's words will just brush off your back. The reason why I share this with you is because as tradeswomen, people can tell us a lot of things. People tell us good things and they tell us not so good things. 
Most of the time, we might just feel a little ping of annoyance and move on. But sometimes, if we're having a bad day, like all the parts are wrong, something broke, and then an emergency repair come up, and you had to cancel your plans, and then someone says to you, oh, it's so nice to see a girl doing this. And then you may go and cry in your favourite cry spot. I had one, and I used it a fair bit. And unfortunately, sometimes it comes from other women. So I've had a few instances where women have told me that I'm actually making things worse for tradeswomen. And this gets really under my skin because helping tradeswomen to succeed is so important to me. And the idea that I'm making it worse just drives me crazy. So now this comment that I'm making things worse for tradeswomen really hits me hard because of a situation I was in and part of. So during my apprenticeship, I struggled to navigate workplace relationships to the point where I was in a relationship with one of my apprentice peers in the workplace who told me to keep it a secret so that it wouldn't interfere with work. Sounds fair enough, right? After the relationship ended and I got my head out of the clouds, I found out that he had a girlfriend the whole time. Two years later, when he left the company, I kept hearing rumours about the situation until another female mechanic who was older and had 10 years in the trade, asked me outright, did you hook up with this guy? He's told everyone that he got you. I spiralled downhill, beating myself up. I was one of the girls that made things worse. Part of the reason why people thought women only enter the trade to get with guys. I beat myself up so much. I became good friends with one of the other mechanics in the workplace. And it beat myself... And it, and it built myself confident. <laughs> It built my self-confidence up again. No, I hadn't ruined my reputation and destroyed my career, which is what I had been telling myself. Other mechanics still respected me as a person, but I was proven wrong. Another mechanic started saying that I was just going to do it all again, referring to the relationship in first year. I didn't believe him. I was respected, right? He was my friend. I approached my friend about it and he said that he did want a relationship with me like I had previously in first year, referencing that he also had a girlfriend and was planning to keep her. My confidence was destroyed. I was still part of the problem. I went downhill again, mentally to the point where I was suicidal, telling myself over and over again that I was part of the problem. I was lucky at that point to have mentors and friends who helped me build myself back up again. Looking back on that situation, I realised that I had created a negative self-concept for myself. The thing that I I believed most about myself at that point in time was that I was part of the problem. But I now know and recognise the power of how I talk to myself and what I believe about myself. Now I believe and know that not everyone's going to like what I have to say but I know everything that I say is of good intention and no one can take that away from me. I know where the unfollow button is and sometimes you just need to show that to other people. There are two main things you need to do in order to allow other people's words to just brush off your back. The first one is to know your why. To work out your why, look back at why you started and what makes you get up every day. For example, my why is to help and support women and tradies, and tradesmen. The second thing is to really know and accept that not everyone is going to like you, and that's okay. 
Our body often feels triggered by someone not liking us because our brain is the same brain pretty much that the cavemen had. So when someone doesn't like us, it thinks we're going to get kicked out of the tribe and that a tiger might eat us. We need to remember that when someone doesn't like us, we're still physically safe. So that is the last of the three-part series, Self-Concept. I remember when I was going through that situation with boys oh my god Um, and I'm gonna do a whole episode on workplace relationships because everyone has a different view and opinion um, on them and I wanted to share a few thoughts on that Um, mostly that if you do decide to go into a relationship with someone at work and it does go pear-shaped you know that's all that it is it's a relationship that goes pear-shaped it's not you're not a piece of crap you're not worthless you you just went in a relationship that didn't go well like it doesn't mean anything about your technical skill but like I said I'll do a whole episode on that thank you for listening to episode four I am so happy that I've recorded this I've been uploading them as I record them um so I'm really happy to have got them out these first four episodes I am going to sit and record um, another eight um, to have two months worth of content for you guys to be coming out. Uh, I really, I really want to use this as an example that, you know, you can start messy. Uh, Like you probably would have noticed like some of my stuff that I've been talking about, it has been, some of it's been read because I want to get these points out really clear and effectively um and you know sometimes you'll notice that it's not so well prepared but anyway please believe in yourself you deserve it take a nap if you need we're going to talk about burnout as well that's going to be one of the other episodes but thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week